Wonder Woman is the third entry into the DC Extended Universe and it's pretty much fight or flight at this point. Will this be the movie that saves the franchise? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Pop Score. And today we're talking about Wonder Woman. Finally. Yeah. It's a movie that probably should have happened many years ago. It was purportedly in development hell for ages. Was under very different stories and directors and writers for, for years really. I feel like this is a movie that's been waiting a lot of time to come out. And then it comes out in the total drought of fun that is the DCEU. Yeah. Which is a bit of a weird choice, isn't it? Darren? It really was. I mean, I, ha- I get the sneaking suspicion. Had Green Lantern worked, this would have been the next movie out the gate. They they would have said, "Well, yeah. we'll give time to someone that isn't Batman or Superman. We'll go with Wonder Woman. She knows she works." Instead, no. We find ourselves in the situation. Thus, uh, Man of Steel. We're not fans. Batman vs Superman. We weren't fans. Suicide Squad. We were probably slightly more fan of than the other two. I think, in retrospect, that is the worst movie, though. Out the lot. Really? I think, retrospectively talking, it fails as a movie-making practice, whereas Batman v Superman is just a shitty, shitty movie. I re-listened to that podcast recently, and I, I, again, remember not hating it as much as everyone else, but still... Three bad movies uh, on the way out. Marvel still going great guns, showing no signs of slowing down. Yeah, Marvel going for almost ten years solid of... of of excellent two pretty good movies. Yeah. DC well, not even going for four and not having a hit on its hands. No, really. gearing up for the Justice League. Pretty much. Which so, is happening this year. Exactly. We need to keep reminding ourselves. No. But, so we found ourselves in a situation, I did say this at the end of the Suicide Squad review, where the hopes and dreams of a good DC cinematic universe rested on the acting ability of Gal Gadot. Yeah, we weren't we weren't hopeful, were we? No. <laughs> Darren, after the movie, are you in any way, shape, or form hopeful? Yes, me too. And that's weird, right? Although I do want to caveat that extreme praise by saying I like the movie, but I don't think it's great. I don't think it's as good as everyone has made it out to be. But I like it. But but not a lot. I think we're in the wave of relief at the moment. That's... Everyone's just going, oh, thank God that it yeah. messed it up. Okay, phew. Because um, yeah, admittedly, fuck Wonder Woman up, which is what a lot of people were worried about, because this is a very well loved character getting their first feature length movie. And they didn't ask it up. There was, they made a competent movie. There was a lot riding on this. Yeah. More so than just the you know, will the DCEU ever make a good movie? Can we get any momentum, momentum, any amount of momentum going forward into Justice League? This is the first ever major female-fronted superhero movie. I know we've had Elektra and Catwoman, but they they weren't... There's also smaller ones, like people keep reminding me that Tank Girl was a thing. Yeah, and and there was a Supergirl movie way back when. Which we'd rather forget. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, this was the first real big swing of the bat for a female-fronted superhero movie. So, bubbling under the surface are all the same flipping troll people waiting for this movie to be bad so they can come out and say females can't front action movies, females can't front superhero movies, they can't open big movies, da 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 And this movie has thankfully given them no fodder and proven all of them wrong. Yeah, it's be- it's not been what Ghostbusters was trying to be as this kind of hallmark for feminism. And at the same time, it's been... A hallmark just, for feminism. Yeah, by not actually saying this is a feminist movie. Yeah. It's a surprisingly feminist movie because Wonder Woman is just fucking incredible. Like, the character's great. Like, we knew this character was great, but and we didn't think that she'd really work in the confines of having Gal Gadot playing her yeah. and being in the DCEU. But surprisingly, I think she does a really good job. The, the best thing about this movie, and the highest praise I'll give it, is that unlike other DCEU movies, it understands its main character completely and totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have not had a good Superman since Christopher Reeve because they don't understand what makes Superman good because they focus too much on the super and not enough on the man. That is not the way around you do it. 
They've done the opposite approach with Wonder Woman. They didn't really focus on the wondrous part of it. You know, we get some good action scenes out of it, and there's some very nice special effects, and she's a badass, and she kicks a lot of ass, but you're on board with the character. You, you, you see, she lives in a heightened reality, which we'll get into in a minute, where, you know, maybe she's not the most put-together human being on the planet. She's a bit naive. She's a little, um, a little infantile sometimes, a little too narrow-minded, but you spend time with her as a character. You, you get to like her as, as a woman, and then the wondrous stuff is just an added extra that makes this movie cool. That's true. That's what this movie has done, and it's why it works so simply. It's not a very complicated movie, um, and at times it is almost too close to being Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, I, I said to you the first words out of my mouth after this movie was that was Wonder Woman, the Thorst Avenger. Yeah. Because it has the fish out of water stuff from Thor, and it has the war setting and love story thing that Captain America has going for it. It's an amalgamation of good movies. Yeah. But it's in itself good, so I don't really see a problem. Well, think, when they tried to do the, we need to do everything the exact opposite of what Marvel's doing, it didn't work out for them. To, I, d- I don't think they're ever ripping off Captain America outside of one thing that happens near the end, which we'll yeah. get to. But it's, it's a similar setting. They were never going to be able to get away from those comparisons anyway, but it, it didn't bother me. It was... Captain America's a good movie, aim to be good. That's all you need to do, and I think they succeeded. Yeah, again, it's not like we want to go out and hate this movie like some people think that reviewers like to do. We don't set out to hate anything. We want to like everything. In a perfect world, all movies would be good. I mean, we'd have no podcast. No. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I, that's an okay trade-off, to never see a bad movie. That's true. I still don't understand how bad movies get made with that much money put into them. I that know. still baffles me. But, uh, yeah... Gal Gadot's acting ability. Has improved. It has improved. I don't think it's the best thing in this movie, and I still don't think she's a good actress necessarily. I think what she pull, needs to pull off, though, she pulls off very yeah. well. She, 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 she gets what needs to be done, done. She doesn't do it with great, um, great aplomb, I don't think. She's not really... When she has to do like, serious acting, I don't think she's the best. There's a few times in this movie where she's crying or trying to be really emotional... Yeah. And I don't think it really works. I don't think comedic works for her either, which is weird. There's not... This movie does have a decent amount of comedy, and it's mostly from Chris Pine, which we'll come to in a minute. But when Wonder Woman has to pull off comedy, I don't think it works. But when Wonder Woman is being a naive human being... Not human being. A naive person in the human being world. Yeah. And then a complete badass, she pulls both of those off with flying colours. Yeah. Like, again, she. we have to remind ourselves, she's acting in her second language. It's probably difficult to act in your first language, let alone have to, you know, do that in not your mother tongue. So fair play to her. And yet she was not the problem with this movie. Any negative I have is not really, other than like one or two really dud lines that did fall flat. She she didn't do anything. She Put it this way, I was expecting that to be the downfall of the movie. I, that was an obstacle I didn't think this movie was going to be able to overcome. She's, and it does. She's pulled a Batista. I don't think she's in a full Batista. <laughs> no, not full because, Batista. Because that went from, there is no way this could possibly work to, oh God, I love Batista so much. <laughs> yeah. But she's done pretty well. <laughs> that was She was probably starting even further back than Batista was. To come this close is a pretty goddamn good deal. So well done, Gal Gadot. Well, this is the thing. If we can just pop over to Pig Corner for a second. Just for a second, Michael. We'll Do we pop have over. to? Just, just for a second. I'm oh, not going to say anything about I still think she's too thin. No, I I do think I actually agree with you on that one. I think I would have liked to have seen her buff out more for the role. Because I think it would have been a really nice thing to say, like, have she doesn't need to be this thing. She doesn't need to be jacked. She doesn't need to be like some flipping, you know, bodybuilder. But be athletic. The MMA build. Yeah. That type of thing. The Ronda Rousey build. Yeah, exactly. Because that would have been a very nice... Because on top of all the positive um, messages this, this film's already getting out there, to kind of challenge that archetypal view of to be a beautiful woman, you have to be thin. And again, nothing against Gal Gadot for, for being the body shape that she is. Fair play to her. But in my mind, it was like, be a little bit yeah. buffered. Just I mean, a little bit. like Make it look like if you punch Superman in the face, it's really going to hurt I mean, him. they're called Amazons. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the name of that envisaged this sort yeah. of more sort of like athletic hedge sort of yeah. person. And I think that would have worked oh, really well. I will well. say... I think I'm more over it than I was when I first saw her. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think she looks really good in the costume. My only problem is that she she could have been a bit bigger. That's my only concern in terms of the look. I think the costume looked great. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot is a stunningly beautiful woman. 
ridiculously good-looking woman. So yeah, fine. We, that was kind of lost when we were hating on Batman vs Superman, and now that she's just having time to just act on her own, like, oh well, she's actually really good. Kind of God, she's very beautiful, <laughs> which is odd. Okay, let's let's leave Pig Corner for a second. We've okay. got it out the way. We've got we're it. Done, we're done. We're um, done. Yeah. So she holds her end in the action scenes. Well, I don't know how much was a stunt woman or, or whatever, but she looks the part when she's kicking ass and kick ass she does. There's a there's a section of this movie which we'll talk about in spoilers where where the movie. Like, not just because of Gal Gadot, but mainly because of how believable she is as Wonder Woman. This movie just hits, like, a half an hour stride, and I'm just like, fucking yes, fucking yes. And just, it was just good bit after good yep. bit after good... I was, I was like, it's happening. Yep. It's really happening. Luckily, reality was there to drive him back down in some places, but... Yeah. There's at least half an hour of this movie, which is nigh on perfection for a Wonder Woman movie. I think there's there's three kind of major battle scenes in this movie, and I think the first two are really good. Up there with the best of this year, best of any superhero movie, I'd say, pretty easily. Which is the one we see in the trailer, which is uh, the Amazons versus the Germans, and then the second one where you've kind of you can piece it together if you watch the trailers, where Wonder Woman basically helps um, sack a, a, a German-occupied um, village. I think it's in Belgium? Yeah, Belgium. That's where they are. Um, that's, that's such a good that scene. scene. It's so amazing. fun. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We, they, didn't, they, they maybe spunked a bit too much in the trailers of the really cool bits oh, of no, that fight. The bit where I was sold on the whole thing is not in the trailers. No, that's we'll in, talk about. They left some, some room for some Power Rangers escalation in that fight that you yeah, don't yeah. see in the trailers. Power which is, Rangers which escalation. Is really, really good. Um, I think the third one falls a bit flat, but we'll talk about that after the spoilers. Uh, right, so elsewhere we have Chris Pine. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Um, I really wish people would stop hating on Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine is always good. It's it's not his fault that he's in some bad movies. I have yet to see a movie with Chris Pine in where I haven't thought Chris Pine's really good. Have you seen Enchanted? Not Enchanted. Have you seen Into the Woods? I haven't seen Into the Woods. You'll change your mind because um, I don't like that movie. But Oh, you're a theatre nerd though, aren't you, Mike? <laughs> no, but it's just a bad movie. We're not okay. here to talk about that though. We're here to talk about... Chris, but everything else I've ever seen him, I really like Chris Pine. Yeah, he's good. I think this is re- a really, really good turn from Chris Pine as yeah. well. A, a, a suave, funny, heartfelt turn. In there's a lot of stuff going on with with Steve's character as well. That that it's just I don't know. I th- this is kind of like the perfect envision of that character. Like whilst whereas I think Gal Gadot is the best version because we haven't had many versions of Wonder Woman. It's still the best version. She's not, not, that she's not Linda looking... Carter. Yeah, yeah, Linda Carter. That's kind yeah, of it. Linda... Okay, she's not Linda Carter, and that's it. Um, but Steve Trevor's like has been has Robert Downey Jr. If you know what I mean. He's just been ripped out of that book, and he's exactly how I imagined yeah. him. And I didn't get that from the trailer, so I was really thoroughly surprised at how how authentic he was. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed him. That I can't really fathom. I just goes like, "Yep, that's good," and I don't hate any of that, and that's cool. Oh, a good-looking bloke called Steve who's a soldier in a war that happened in the early 1900s. Just, it's just how you make good superhero yeah, characters, apparently. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, he was more, more on similarities to Captain America <laughs> God, in the spoilers. Oh. <laughs> but no, he was he was really good, exactly what he needed to be. I think him and Gal Gadot had really good chemistry together. Yeah, they did. They they this isn't a type of um, Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman deal where you're like these two, no, they're, <laughs> they're not really fun in the world. Like you kind of see, you get there. Um, we have a kind of. Equivalent of the Howling Commandos. Yeah, um, we do. Which is a random assortment of nationalities. For reasons. For reasons. Um, well, no, but I, I think... Like, I think there was only one of them I wasn't on board with because it just kind of felt like he had about four lines in the movie. Yeah, okay, I think... Um, I'm going to have to look his name up. Hang on, everybody. Uh, the kind of French guy with the fez hat. Yeah, which what I thought, of all things name? you're going to wear in the trenches, a big red hat probably shouldn't be one of no, them. No, that wasn't a great idea. Um, that was a bit of a weird His name was Samir. Yeah. Um, played by um, Saeed... Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, Darren. Tag wow. I'm going to have a go with that. Let's have a look. Uh, oh god, where is it? Uh, Here, Said Said Tagmawi, I think. Okay, there we go. He's really fun. I like. Well, this is the thing about the Herring Commandos. Outside of Dum Dum Dugan, do we actually care or like or remember any of them? There was like a stereotypical British guy and a stereotypical French guy. Uh, but no, this guy was charming. Um, he has some really poignant moments as well, like kind of mixed in there when he's trying to explain to Gal Gadot, you know, about men not 
ever getting along with each other for certain reasons because he said, I want to be an actor, but I, I was born the wrong colour. Which is a really nice moment. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll touch on that again in a second. Um, you also had Charlie, the Scottish guy. The Scottish sniper. Who I really, really liked for some reason. I think it's probably because you include a Scottish character in any movie and I'm already interested. I but, I kind of don't because they did some really ham-fisted attempts at doing PTSD. Yeah, yeah, that was very on the nose. But they, it didn't just, they didn't really say, oh no, Charlie's PTSD is kicking in, whatever shall we do? What's the name of the guy who played that? Uh, Charlie, his name is, I think he was in Train Spotting. Was he? I mean, he looks like someone that would be yeah, just in because he looks, he looks. Uh, Ill his name and is Ewan Bremner. I'm actually going to look up if I, he was in. Um, he might have been actually. And if he is, I'm going to laugh hysterically in your face. Yeah, fair play. Um, well, okay, he was a stereotypical Scottish person and all that good stuff, but he was nowhere near as stereotypical as the Native American gentleman who was literally called Chief. Oh God, that that made me cringe. Really I was like, badly. he was in Train Spotting. I told you he was in Train Spotting. He was in Train Spotting. He, he was in Train Spotting. Um, he was. Keep talking, Michael. And I'll Hang on, was he sick boy? Up. Uh, no, that's the guy. He was Spud. Oh, no way. That was said. Did I not notice that? I keep forgetting the train spotting 2 happened this year as well. I really should have... No, Sick Boy is the guy that went on to play Sherlock, isn't he? No. No, the the American Sherlock against Lucy Liu. Isn't that Sick Boy? Yes. Sorry, you are correct. I've never watched train spotting, and I know. Um, So, yeah, his name is literally Chief. And he's there to yeah, do Native American things. Like sit by a campfire and speak in verse. It's really odd, and I don't like it. It's like it. they looked at the Herring Commandos and went, right, we can't have any of these nationalities, so what? where's their room from? Okay, they didn't have a Scottish guy, so we can do that, and they didn't have, like, some, some like, uh, like Algerian-type French guy, so we'll have that. And, and both then... of those work in context of the time frame, but they the do. Native American guy... What was he doing there? He's just... He was just, there's like, oh, you're here to make money. Yes. It was like he was literally put there just so that he could discuss at one point that Steve Trevor's men took his land. That They kind of have, to, like, those three characters are basically there to go, look, I know, uh, like, I know that you're new here, but white guys suck. Which yeah. is a bit weird. But okay, because Steve Trevor is just a paragon of good, which is just weird. I mean, I know he's got the shades of grey because he's the spy. Well, he's a spy, that. yeah. But, but... He, but everything he does... After the initial spy mission where he lands on Themyscira, everything he does after that is literally altruistic. Yeah. Not a single thing. Even when he lands on Themyscira, he fights against, you know, fellow men. Yeah. To save who he thinks is a helpless woman, but obviously he's the greatest really warrior not... queen. Yeah, to man. yeah, yeah. Um, well, who was elsewhere? Well, we had a bad guys. Um, we had uh, Danny Houston, who was previously in an X-Men movie. He, he was, was in X-Men Origins Wolverine as William Stryker. Stryker. Yeah. yeah, that was odd. Um, he's playing a German general, Ludendorff? Yes, Ludendorff. Ooh, good well pick, remembered. Uh, yeah, he's... Um, is it too much of a spoiler to say what he really is? Um, yeah, I think he might Okay, be. well, we won't, we won't give the beans away completely, but he serves as a kind of... Man in the Shadows antagonist for the for the majority of this movie. He's the one they're chasing, basically, um, for reasons we'll explain in a little moment. Possibly because he's German. Possibly because he's just a German thing, but Wonder Woman's going out for him for a different which reason. Which was weird, because like I, I kind of felt like they picked the World War, World War One settings because that was a, a way more uh, politically diverse and complicated war as opposed to... World War Two, which World War II, which is just the Nazis are evil. Yeah. Whereas World War One isn't that clear cut, and he was behaving like a Nazi, and it was a bit weird. I think they did that just because they couldn't do World War Two because Captain America did it, but we still want to have all those storyline tropes. Yeah. So we'll just say it's World War One, but we'll pretend like it's World War Two. When they do lean on the World War One stuff more, I, I I did like it because we didn't get trench warfare in Captain America. No. Uh, and, and we get that here, and and we get to see him actually sack a town because we kind of got a montage of Captain America do it, whereas here they just sack one town, and it's great. Um, yeah, Danny Houston doing a bit of an evil German was kind of neither here nor there. It was, it was, it was fine, but it was very vanilla. There's a scene where uh, the next character we're going to talk about will be um, uh, Dr. Maru. Um, Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison. Um, and there's a scene where him and Dr. Poison just gas a room full of other Germans and they <laughs> literally slink away like the bad guys from Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, they do literally like squee with each other, don't yeah. they? And go, oh, let's go kill more people and then run away like it's stupid. Like the proper on the tiptoes, like. <laughs> off, off, off they go. That's what they do. It's fucking stupid. They do. They just grab each other's hand and go, yeah. <laughs> let's go murder more people. 
people, Dr. Poison. <laughs> uh, Dr. Poison of on the nose. I know she's like a classic Wonder Woman villain, but again, she doesn't really do much. But I think that's to his credit because that's from those super campy days, like the golden age of comic books. Yeah. And it was just like this crazy doctor, he enjoys poisoning people. Meh. And now it's like this kind of like misunderstood like disfigured German yeah. female scientist. And I actually was kind of intrigued as to what they were doing with this character up until the point where it became the Rocky and Ballwinkle show. And I was like, and I've clocked well, out. Well, later on in the movie, they kind of give a bit more context for her. No, they don't. And for, okay, okay. No, they fucking let don't. Me, they squander the opportunity. Let me go back. They badly try and give okay, context yeah, yeah, yeah. to her and Danny Houston's portrayal, of, you know, and why they're evil and all such things. Uh, who else have we got? That we've, oh, let's talk about Themyscira, people. Yeah. Um, such as I now I've learned to say this name because it looks like Antiope, but it's not Antiope. It's not Antiope. Every, there was a video about that. Exactly. It was a. Um, I've never forgot what it is. Antipathy. And and oh god. Antiope. Antiope. No. Oh damn it! I learned it. Wonder Woman's auntie. Wonder Woman's auntie. General An- Antioph. Yep. An- Antiope. Don't you mean? Antiope. Is it Antiope. Antiope. Let's go with Antiope. Uh, yeah, she's the aunt of. Um, Diana, which we, I didn't expect this. We actually see Diana at three different points of her life. So we see her as a very young child, say about 10. Uh, then as a, a, kind a suicidal of... young child at 10, jumping off ledges where she might die. Right. That was weird. That was odd. <laughs> um, and then we see her as like a teenager starting to, for like one scene basically, and then we get Gal Gadot. Um, I really like the child actress they got into by young Diana. I think she was all right. Yeah, she, she was, was, she was quite, quite cute. Yeah, quite cute and cheeky. And, and I think it fit the... The early version of Wonder Woman really was because Gal, Gal Gadot's when because it's very different portrayal as to what she was in Batman vs Superman. Yes, and that is one hundred percent to the movie's credit. Like, yeah. if we'd have got that version throughout the World War One stuff, it would have been boring as fuck. Oh god! But no, it's it's more lively. It's more like you say, naive and opportunistic. I, I like what they've done with that, and the child characters like. The, the most core version of that. And it's actually really, really fun. I would have been happy to see a lot more of that flashback stuff of learning about Themyscira, but yeah. I realised that we have to have a Wonder Woman movie. which is Yeah, because yeah. basically um, the general... What are we going with? Antiope? An, an, Antiope. Antiope, yeah. General Antiope um, wants to train Diana as, as a warrior, but her mom, Queen um, Hippolyta... Yes. Woo! Um, doesn't want her to be trained. Apparently they were going to get Nicole Kidman to do that role. That would have been cool. Mm. I mean, she wouldn't have been in it much, but that would have been no. cool. No! Um, yeah, they... they um, where was I going with this? She doesn't want Diana to be trained for whatever reason. She says, you want to be a queen, you're the most precious thing on this island, you're not meant to be training. Um, eventually they kind of um, cave in and she's allowed to train to become the baddest woman on the planet. We don't ever see the end of that training. It's kind of like Jedi Luke, where she never actually gets to be that. Yeah. She has to go and learn in the field. Ah. Mm. Um, and it all kind of builds to end early on with that fight against the Germans, which I think is... Is it my favourite one? No, I think the second one, the, the second yeah. city is good. But that opening scene the, for the trailers do do that justice. It's so fucking cool. And it's just cool to see early on, just to see the Amazons training is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when General Antiope is just drilling it into them how to be Amazons, it was re- I was I was on board with this movie basically all the way through, only faltering at the end. Really, um, is there any other characters we forget? Who played An- Antiope and? Um, oh, that would help, wouldn't it? Um, Antiope was Robin Wright. Cool. And Connie Nielsen cool. was I... Queen Evalda. I'd just like to bring them forward because they did a really good job. One problem I had with the Amazons in general, though, mm. is they all kind of seem to have be doing a very bad version of Gal Gadot's accent. It, yeah. It does seem very reverse engineered. It's like, okay, we've got Gal Gadot, who's an Iranian actress, and obviously she has this accent, and it's going to look weird if everybody's sp- speaking, like, British or whatever. You know what I mean? So they reverse engineered everybody to have this accent, which works and doesn't work at the same time. It's like... Okay, now everybody sounds a bit more uniform, but it's still very distracting. They had to go for, like, generic French accent, which, yeah, it was very odd, but I, I appreciate it. That means that, you know, Gal Gadot doesn't stick out like a sore thumb for her accent. But, yeah, it was a bit odd to hear all these very strange accents. all He's like listening to a conversation between Christian Bale and Tom Hardy, like, what are your accents <laughs> exactly? Like, can you define them for me? Because they seem to change, like, on a whim every five minutes. Yep. 
Uh, right, two more characters to mention. Yes. Um, you know, David, I can never say his last name. Thewlis. Thewlis um, plays someone, uh, Sir Patrick Morgan. Yeah. Uh, and we'll have to end it there to be able to talk about him in the spoilers. So that was fun. Uh, oh, I do just want to quickly point out before I forget that Steve Trevor's boss is Dave Coaches from Gavin and Stacey with a ludicrous <laughs> moustache, and I couldn't get over it. <laughs> um, and then we also have Etta Candy. Yeah. Played by Lucy Davies, who's, of course, Jasper Carrot's daughter. Oh. Right? Okay. Right? Well, okay, then. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, I think she did fine. In fact, yeah. you kind of don't get to spend much time with Etta Candy. I think that's, again, to the movie's credit, though, because the early version of Etta Candy is such a stupid character. Like, yeah. They literally just created a fat woman character and called her Etta Candy as a joke. And then, like, it's only in the new comics where they've been like, okay, now she's, like, training to be, like, a military commander. Yeah. And obviously that's not going to happen in Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like... Right, we know now, or at least we're pretty certain, that, that any Wonder Woman sequels are going to take place after the Justice League. That means we only kind of had one go around with all these characters. Which is and, a shame. And I kind of like what they did with Vetter Candy when, in the kind of substantial time you spend with her in London. I actually really liked her. I thought she was quite a, a, um, a fun addition. Addish, that's a weird way of saying addition. A fun addition to the cast early on. Uh, made some brevity after some um, pretty heavy scenes. Yeah. I think early on that was all kind of very serious and po-faced. Um, she lightened the mood in an effective way. I don't know. I um, think that's more to do with Steve Trevor, but, you know, we... I don't know. Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor helps, but I think Etta Candy was part of that as well. Right. Is there anything else you want to mention for the spoiler warning? Um, I don't think so. I just think generally, like, just one thing that I really liked about the movie is, is that it is somehow... It's more light-hearted... And it is more fun compared to its lesser cousins oh God, yeah. in the DCEU. And yet somehow, like you say, it does contain those po-faced elements and it does have a level of seriousness to it mm. that it still does feel so more congruent to the DCEU. They struck a really, really good balance. The more I think about it now, the more I'm starting to retroactively like the movie. Mm-hmm. So when I came out of it, I just went, that was good. And that was all I could say. Just, yeah. That was good. But you think about the circumstances in which it exists. Yeah, considering the hand they were dealt, yeah. what they were coming from, it's it's a marked improvement across the board on everything. Like I said, just because, one, they understand their main character and they, they didn't fluff their lines at all. They stuck to the character as it should be. And also, I think, well, this is the, I think one of the things that really helps them that I don't think Captain America really did as well, and this one is actually a superior mark for Wonder Woman, is it really captures the horrors of war without going overboard with it. Yeah. Like, you see people with missing limbs. At no point does it get, like, beach landing scene of Saving Private Ryan bad, but, you know, they, they don't shy away from the horrors of, you know, being gassed, of, you know, having injuries in the field. I mean, the PTSD was a bit ham-fisted, I couldn't invent that, but yeah. there's even a scene where she's just leaving London and you're coming across a bridge with wounded soldiers coming in the opposite direction. That was a really nice scene. So it, it manages to remind you of that without really nailing the, you know, the... the, the nailing? Um, that's wow. a very... I've got, I'm not good for metaphors good, today. Good simile, Darren, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, so I like that, and, and all those small elements help to make this... I, I think it's more than some of its parts. I think there's no... Okay, th- there's no point here that I think this is a better movie than either of the two superhero movies we've already had this year. Yeah. I still think it's the bronze medal so far up against Logan or up against Guardians it's of the Galaxy. It's a shining bronze medal, though. But that's thing, yeah. Considering the standard, the, the the kind of line of average we have for DCEU movies at the moment, the median line, this is so far ahead of it, it's, un, it's unreal. So, marked improvement there, and it's not that far behind the other two. It's a very competently made, very fun, you know, well-paced movie. There was, uh, There's yeah. very little about it I would change, but what I will change, we're about to talk to in a minute. Yeah. Like I say, I do think that it's. I don't think it's going to crack my top five this year. I think I have seen five better movies than this movie easily, but I think it's top ten material. Oh, absolutely. I think it's low top ten material because there's there's movies coming out. We haven't had Star Wars yet. No, and we haven't had Ragnarok yet. Yeah, Spider Man yet. Spider Man yet. Planet of the Apes yet. No, I'm looking forward to Atomic Blonde as well, which is another female-led action movie coming right. out this year, starring Charlize Theron. It looks Ooh. fucking amazing. Oh wow! Okay. I really can't I wait to see that. Not heard of that at all. Think female John Wick, but with more eighties. 
Okay, I'm in. You're in. Yeah. Cool. How fucking good does that yeah, sound? We've got an Egg Wright movie to go. Oh, good. Yeah, baby driver this to month. Go. This shit. month. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we need to sort um, out seeing Baby Driver. Yeah, we've got a lot to come that can still knock this down considerably. I would be surprised this is not in the top ten. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Justice League is better. To be fair. See, that's the thing. This movie is good enough, like surprisingly very entertaining. So that now we have to go and see Justice League because now I want to go and see what Wonder Woman's doing. Yeah. Like, um, I couldn't give... Like, as much as we liked Ben Affleck, he's not the MVP for that movie now. It's now Wonder Woman and, and hopefully Aquaman. Yeah. Really. I think we might just be liking Jason Momoa because he's a cool guy in real life. I worry sometimes yeah. that he might be a bit of a Daniel Radcliffe in The Waiting. <laughs> that we like him so much in real life that we're just kind of a bit blind that he's he, not a great he, actor. He will drag us to every shit movie he's in because he, he's ex- so cool. Exactly. Like, he, he was fine as Cal Drogo, but Cal Drogo doesn't actually have to act much. He just has to like mean mug for the most yeah. part and occasionally scream at some people. So he, he, like, Game of Thrones wasn't a great, you know, it's not like, wow, he's the chosen <laughs> one. He's just a cool guy you want to have a beer with. Um, but no, well, that's the thing. We've the Justice League. We're back to the same creative team and brain trust behind previously bad yeah. DCEU movies. So we've got Zack Snyder back at the helm. Well, I know we had the tragic news, and and of course it was horrible. And he's now to step away, and Joss Whedon's taking over post production on yeah. on Justice League. So that's bad. But I mean, it's still the same kind of creative force that put together lesser DCEU movies. So that's, I don't know if they've had enough of a time for a course correction. Yeah. You know, like I don't, what I don't, what I don't want to happen is, because, you know, we had the Batman vs Superman failure. People were liking Suicide Squad early buzz. They were liking the comedic tone in the movies, but that wasn't what they really had. So they had to scramble in that short amount of time to make changes. So it matched expectations. I don't want them looking at Wonder Woman's success because this has done well both critically and box office wise. It's doing great. It's so doing far. fantastically well. I don't think there's enough time to try and mess with it. So I'm like, just I know you might have the temptation to try and change just this. Can league. we just put like Wonder Woman in a bell jar where it can exist in its own little? Yeah, reality. just just leave great. this alone. Give us the just league you're going to give us anyway, and then say right, okay, line in the sand going forward. Because I mean, they've got some interesting products coming up. James Wan in charge of Aquaman. That's cool. I can get behind that. Joss Whedon behind the Batman. I do, I do want to see a drag shark race. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, you can actually have, you know, the bullshit that they're doing in the current ones where the cars are jumping out of buildings. You can do that with sharks. That'd exactly. Be it'd be wonderful. Because <laughs> um, all the times we've laughed at him having a seahorse chariot, never can be the baddest <laughs> thing alive. Um, you've got Joss Whedon doing Batgirl. Good choice. He good. He, if one thing Joss Whedon can do is kick ass women. Yep. Um, we've got Phil Lord and Chris Miller doing the Nightwing movie. Fucking oh, guys. Yeah. Cool. Um, and, and many other things are coming that I think Justice League is still a bit of an obstacle. We have to get yeah. past, and then we can How enjoy is it the team up movies. Like, can we just get it out the can way? Can we get it the way so we can have an Aquaman movie, please? <laughs> yeah. What is life? <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. Justice League. No, we don't care about that. Just give us Batgirl and Aquaman. <laughs> oh, God. Give us Wonder Woman 2. Yeah, That's what we want. Yeah, I'd watch another Wonder Woman movie. It's good. Straight away. This yeah. one's great. Go see it. And they got Patty Jenkins on for part two, for yeah. the second one as well. <laughs> they waited till the opening weekend and the positive buzz to go, yeah, we're doing another one, yeah, Don't guys. worry, good. <laughs> right. Uh, spoiler alert. Ares. It is the, he is the villain. He is the villain of the movie, per se. Uh, sort of. No, he's not named Percy. He's named Ares. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I was thinking of Percy Jackson. And uh, the um, <laughs> oh, God, Ares. Oh, oh, God. What were they thinking? Uh, David Thewlis is not an intimidating actor. Well, what really annoyed me is they came out before the movie and said David Thewlis is playing Ares. Thus, robbing oh, did us. They? they did. I missed this. I remember seeing this. Comicbook.com had like the, the scoop that, yeah, he's playing Ares. Oh, see, I didn't see this. This was a big surprise, and I thought it was so stupid. Okay, so, so I knew it was coming. So I... And I don't know why they would put that out there beforehand, because... It, it robs this movie of any amount of surprise because obviously they're doing the red herring with, with Danny Houston and making you think he's Ares um, it turns out no he just jacked up on some smoke stuff that Dr. Poison just you know yeah. plucked out of thin air which again like you'd think maybe would feed into the whole mother box thing that's going to yeah. be happening in, in uh, Justice League Yeah, it ain't it's got nothing to do with it so no. that's a thing or maybe I don't know mass produce that shit so you can have an unstoppable army of German soldiers as opposed to just mm. one overweight as opposed, German to, uh, guy. Yeah, as opposed to just super strong Danny Houston um, 
Anyway. Let's get that um, going. Super <laughs> strong Danny Houston. He's that like, Terry Sanchez. <laughs> he's like a spectacular Spider-Man, but shit. I'd watch oh, it. Damn I'd watch it. How would you've done it again? These days <laughs> Spend them with me, oh happy days. Um, God, what I was saying. So, yeah, David Julius is not a physically imposing person. No. As <laughs> Especially like, with the fucking Remus Lupin mustache. No, I, I, can't take, still got. I can't take Remus Lupin as a threat. No. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. So, the, the, the problem was. You have to turn that fucker into a werewolf from to be scared. Right? So, so, I had the sport for me. So, I knew going in, this guy's air is fine. But here's the thing. Had they had him transform and say, look, this is my actual form. I'm actually flipping 80s era Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> cool. Great. He was some big jack dude, not David Julius. It sounds, this is going to sound stupid. Even if it was a weird CGI lava monster, like some, like the Injustice incarnation of Ares, where he's like got the, not the Injustice, um, the Mortal Kombat versus DC universe version of I know right talk about obscure and he's just kind of like this weird fucking lava creature with like big lava I'd be okay with that if it was just like blacked out you you get his armour on so he turns into that version of Ares and the kind of Boba Fett part of his face is all black except for two red glowing eyes that would be fine but the problem is even though he's like named massive and meant to be really intimidating you still see (laughs) Professor Lupin staring at you from behind his armour there's a a shot where it's supposed to be showing Ares being cast out and it's it's this horribly CG'd fucking ripped David Thewlis in chains and fire I'm like this looks so wrong picture right picture Arnold Schwarzenegger start of the Terminator when he's like crouched down on the floor he's just <laughs> yeah. come through time and he's massive and then the Arnold Schwarzenegger head looks up and it looks fine picture that but it's Arnie's body and then Professor Lupin <laughs> looks up like you're not really you're not really Aries though are you son no um, so that was really bad I mean and I don't think David Trudis prior to that does a bad job no, I think before he transforms yeah. and it's and like where he's just saying like, oh, men aren't inherently evil. Well, yeah. They have a desire to be evil. I'm trying to prove that. And I'm just whispering in the ear, their ear telling them what to do. It's like, yeah. this is clever. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and, and I said to myself, oh, maybe I prefer a giant punch-up at the end, but this is quite clever. Then the giant punch-up happens. I'm like, go back That's to the smart thing. Go back. That's what I'm saying. So they gave the context of Dr. Poison and, and Danny Houston of it was Ares whispering in their ear some evil Which stuff. Which was cool. Which was cool. I mean, I, and I like that, but that's the thing. Again, you, you they try to have their cake and eat it, um, which has always been a saying that's like, confused me. Mm. If I have cake, I'm going to eat it. Anyway, um, and it's, so what they the, the compromise all it would have been was either completely CGI Ares or this isn't my real form. Here I really am, and I'm some big, massive, jacked up dude. They didn't do that. Nope. And and then David Trudis has to give terrifying dialogue, which unfortunately isn't really in his wheelhouse. <laughs> no. He can do conniving and that kind of cunning evil, but he can't do big bellowy, I am the fucking god of war, See, fear my wrath. Because I didn't get this spoiled. When he was doing the, I'm just the, you know, the voice in people's ears and the devil on the shore, I'm like, oh, this is actually really quite cool. I like where this is going. And then all of a sudden he's naked, ripped David Thews. I'm like, ooh. No. This... No, this is not his wheelhouse. No, don't, no, no. don't do this, guys. No, no, no. Don't, and and they go whole hog. Uh, they really buy into it. There's a f- extended fight on an airfield for I, I don't, reasons. I didn't like that scene because that's to be a big CGI. You know, well, this thing. There's a few times where camera angles let this film down. Admittedly, not the start. The the fight between the the um, Amazons and the and the Germans is really well shot. Yeah. Lots of slow mo in there. It looks really really cool. When she's doing the siege on the town occasionally it's a bit shaky cam once or yeah, twice but, but there's a nice kinetic yeah. you know style to the whole fighting style that, that kind of carries that through here sometimes it is very difficult to know what's going on because there's so many fucking particle effect maelstroms going on that you're like oh, what the hell yeah, is actually the, the happening? end is a mess it's a real yeah and again David Truly's trying to go I'm the god of war fear me <laughs> he's meant to sound like Kratos and he really really don't so that that unfortunately lets the movie down is it bad that whilst that was going on all I could hear in my head was I'm a fucking snake I like to <laughs> hurt old people Harry Potter <laughs> yeah that's exactly, exactly why exactly that in my head oh god no so I think yeah look at Captain America how they did this they made it a personal fight it wasn't too super no superhumanly massive flyy shooty things it was two incredibly strong people who kind of equaled each other out yeah. having a fish fight fish, fish fight a fish, fish <laughs> fight hitting each other with haddocks it was ah! great having a fist fight on a plane 
That was a great ending to that movie. Here, they, they try and do both a big, like, four showdown with the Destroyer, this big rampaging CGI battle, and then also the the perilous flight thing, which really was the time I was like, okay, you've just come too close to the knuckle yeah. with that thing. I think even... And even then, even though uh, Chris Pine does a really good job as Steve Trevor, up until the very end, like, as he's about to turn around and shoot all the hydrogen bombs, and he has that moment which is kind of like, I'm doing this, I've got to do... It. I was like... Oh, this is really good. This is really good, like physical acting. And then I was just I'm reminded about Captain America. I'm like, oh, it's a buff guy called Steve piloting a plane into certain doom to save the one he loves. <sighs> well then, that's a thing. That's the thing that's going on. I... Also, David Dulles is jacked. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Every time we came back to him, uh... I could see his fucking bushy mustache with the Boba Fett slit in his. Oh God! Exactly. So stupid. It wasn't great, was it? I mean, we couldn't have it all their yeah. own way. I think had they got that right, had they, had they again, up until you need to be intimidating, Dame Ferris were doing a great job. Um, it's I, I just don't think he was that they should have called an audible there and said, right, you've done a great job up till here, David. You can still be maybe not even the voice because I don't think that worked either. There needs to be a more physically imposing threat than CGI David Ferris on top of a bodybuilder's head. That didn't. So sorry, on top of a bodybuilder's body. Well, yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be, yeah, the wearing wearing <laughs> David Dulles' head like a hat. <laughs> that wouldn't really work, would it? But no, that's. I think that's the only real major failing other than a few dud Galgado lines. I liked pretty much everything else in this movie. Pacing, action, acting, great. Can we talk about my two favourite scenes? Just very, very Go quickly. Go on. My second favourite scene in the movie is Wonder Woman literally punching a church to death. Oh, Ch- God, yes. That was fucking awesome. After just 10 seconds later, like, chucking a tank at somebody. Yeah, uh, just that entire section where she goes over the over the top into No Man's Land, which they could have done a really shitty, wanky line, which I thought they were going to do. Yeah. They're like, that's No Man's Land. No man can cross it. I thought she was going to go, yes, no man. And I'd have been like, oh, I'm clocked out of the movie now. But no, she's kind of like, this is what i got to do. Gets up there, takes the machine gun fire, leads the charge. It's so fucking cool. It is. And it concludes with her punching a church to death. It was fantastic. It was well, the best. Well, this is the thing. This is the difference between Man of Steel and this movie, right? At no point in the big, massive fight in Metropolis, it looked like Superman's trying to save people. He's just fighting Zod and then crashing into buildings, not really caring. Wonder Woman's motivation, for the most part here, is saving people. She The, the plan wasn't to go and free that town. She's walking through a trench, sees somebody um, you know, from that town who's like begging for help, and then decides, right, up and over, lads, here we go, and then goes and saves yeah, that that's, town. Th- that's perfect, actually. I didn't even think about that. That's what superheroes do! Yeah, she's like, oh, God, people don't need to help. Like... There's women and children dying in that town. So gotta go and punch a church. Give me a second bang. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, God. That's what I... Oh, God. Sniper! Nope. <laughs> that was so this good. Is the thing. I don't think Zack Snyder was a terrible choice to be a director of a Justice League movie. But he was a horrendous choice to be a Superman helmer. Yeah. Because he just doesn't... Remember, way back on the Off Topic podcast, we had that sentence from him where he said, I'm going to be making a movie about a character that some people might refer to as Superman. And from that point on, I was like, this is the person who doesn't understand Superman and he's trying to put him in a mould that he doesn't fit. Trying to get in the Jesus route, trying to make him fucking one above all. And it, then it, that drags up all the other problems with Superman. It puts them at the forefront. Instead of making him about being a symbol of hope and saving people, he's Jesus and allegories and look at all this super flying destruction stuff it can do. And that's why this movie is so goddamn much better than Wonder uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What was the other favourite scene, Michael? Surprisingly, it's the scene directly after. My favourite scene of the movie is the the dance in the town uh. square in the snow. I was like, this is a really touching, really well shot, just beautiful scene to look at. And I'm like, this is from the same people who gave us fucking... Why did you say Martha? I'm like, oh, what? What really? is this? <laughs> what is this? There was, no one had to walk around with a bullet. No. no one had to kill off Jimmy Olsen, and it was a great. Yeah, no movie. one had to climb into a bathtub with Amy Adams. It was, it was just, <laughs> it was just fine. Yeah. Um, oh God, <laughs> there's another thing, right? They took time in this movie to occasionally stop and give you character points. Now, admittedly, Batman vs Superman was a, a, a big team up type movie with a lot of spinning gears, which it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't really. have been. Because here's the thing, Wonder Woman, okay, very quickly, doesn't have any post-credits, so we're not going to talk about that. No. Um, it doesn't end, slash, start, slash, contain many 
links to Batman vs Superman. Other than at the start, it's like I think Bruce Wayne pings her off an email because this is how superheroes talk nowadays. Oh, God, yeah, and that's it. Like, yeah, the they, end has nothing to do with setting up the Justice League. No, it's a framing device. There's no post credit scene to get you to to get you amped up for the for Justice League at all. It's but it, it's better for it as its own isolated thing. It works better for it, and. This is what's gonna really, really fuck me off, right? If the Batman movie, the Batfleck Batman movie, and the Aquaman movie are good, why on God's earth do they think let's put these after or just before Justice League? Because had they taken their time and said, right, no Batman vs Superman, get rid of that, right? We've had Man of Steel, okay, it didn't really work, but fine. We'll have a Wonder Woman movie, a Batman movie, an Aquaman movie, a Flash movie, and then the Justice League, right? Just because Marvel did it that way doesn't mean that you can't do that too because it works. Yeah. We would have had these quieter character moments, which you can't afford in big movies like Justice League and Batman vs. I understand that. But that means you have to have them before. You can't be introducing Batman and you can't be introducing Wonder Woman in big chaotic movies like that because those are, those are characters that need to have time to be able to understood, to be empathised with, and then you go and put them into the big crazy movie. I think even you could still have, a, I think there's a good version of Batman vs Superman out there, if you'd have done Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Batman, Dawn of Justice, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Flash, Justice League. Perfect. Absolutely perfect done. setup. Yeah, there is no... Re- um, Thematic-wise, there's always going to be problems with Batman vs Superman just trying to set it up, because I just... <laughs> I think it's just I just have that much dislike of the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> yeah. I'm like it was basing a movie off that comic book was never going to end well. <laughs> but but that being said, no, you're completely right. Do your Trinity, have a Trinity movie, do the rest of the Justice League, do the Justice League. Just because Marvel did it doesn't mean you have to do something different. Because then you can introduce you can introduce lesser characters in the Justice League movie. Yeah. You can put Cyborg in there. I kind of wish they stopped trying to make Cyborg a thing because no one cares about Cyborg. Outside of the Teen Titans, no you one You know cares. what I mean? Have, have a Teen Titans movie. That'd be good. And then get Cyborg and Cyborg and Nightwing out of that and put them into the Justice League movie. Perfectly fine. Fantastic idea. You have, look, you could even fuck with that roster because who really gives a shit about... Teen, I mean, I give a shit about the Teen Titans because that's because I watched the cartoon growing up. Yeah, but you could have Starfire, Beast Boy, Cyborg, Nightwing and then put Batgirl in there as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. That's what right? I was going to say. You could get Batgirl in there. Done. Wait, is anybody else... Raven? We can put Raven in there. Raven, screwed. yeah. Perfectly fine. Then they have them rock up in the Justice League movie. You can put Martian Manhunter in a Justice League movie and then have him have a movie later. Yeah, do, you can really give him a Vision-style role. That could be really good. Exactly. Like, Marvel have done that. Hulk hasn't appeared in... Well, he's about to be in Ragnarok immediately and did have a set-up movie, but he's now primarily an Avengers character. Hawkeye only really appears in the Avengers movie. We got introduced to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in an Avengers movie. You can do that, but your big characters, especially the fucking Trinity, they need to have their own moves before you even touch Justice League. God, I wish they would go over and start again. <laughs> yeah. Because can we start with Wonder Woman? Yeah. Where we don't know who's playing Batman. Yeah. And we don't know who's playing Superman, and we just go, oh, I wonder who's going to be playing Batman and Superman. Those movies will be fun to look forward exactly. to. Exactly. That's the hand we dealt. We just need to get Justice League out of the way. And then we can have good movies again. <laughs> and we can have good movies again. What is life? <laughs> Admittedly, though, we're not having a bad year for movies because the real only real stink has been Assassin's Creed. Oh, that's so fucking far. movie. Yeah, we haven't done. I mean, I admittedly didn't watch Ghost in the Shell, which you know I, I liked it. But okay. yeah. Um, and yeah, we've still got some good ones. What have we got coming up soon? We got well, we got um, in a couple of weeks. We're going to have um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Baby Drivers on the way. Baby Drivers we've on the way. Still got Atomic Blonde, which I mentioned. We've still got. I mean, Star Wars is at the end of the year still. Um, we've got Ragnarok, we've got Spider-Man, which I think you've already said. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, oh, God, what's the other one you said well, earlier? Like there, there are some... Is there a big it? action movie? Which one did you say? Um, Planet of the Apes. That's it. That's which it. is in July. Yeah, we've got boy. Dunkirk coming. I wish I could be hyped about Dunkirk. Oh, I'm hyped for Dunkirk. I'm not hyped for Dunkirk. I finally saw the trailer when we went to watch uh, Wonder Woman. I was like, yes? <laughs> Fuck yes. Okay. Uh, we've got Valeria and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, God, yeah, Which I could go that. so many ways wrong, <laughs> yeah. but it could go right. Like, it's, I'm both getting, like, um, I keep getting, like, John Carter and Mars vibes. Yeah. And a bit of Jupiter it. Ascending. We're like, oh, this hasn't gone well recently, <laughs> but you never know. Um, I hope it's good. Admittedly, there's still shit we've got to wait for. Like, apparently King Arthur Legends of Sword is a pile of wank. Uh, we've still got Transformers the, lo- the last night. To, well, we won't be watching, we won't that, be watching that's that. That's even, say this in hush whispers, Pirates of the Caribbean 5 wasn't the worst movie ever made. Wow. It's it's competent. 
It's not great. I wouldn't even go so far maybe say it's good, but it works. It's not a pile of shit like number four was. It's got some genuinely good action scenes in there. Well, shit. Um, so, yeah, what a, what a great... Year. To be fair, 2017 had a lot to make up for, for 2016. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then we've still got we've still got Coco to go. We've still got a Pixar movie. Um, we've got the Jumanji remake. That could really go either way. We've got the Punisher coming. We've got the Defenders team. Oh, God, yeah. We've got Game of Thrones coming. We've got Stranger Things Season 2. What a great... Have you watched American Gods? I'm not, but I will. Watch I that! Will be. It's so weird. It makes no sense, and I don't know what's going on, but I like <laughs> it. Ah, <laughs> oh, woo! Right, that's some hype. Wow. And, right, <laughs> we've got E3 coming in a week. Oh, God, yeah. I keep forgetting that's happening. I do oh, keep forgetting that's happening. Um, and we will be here with some I mean, E3 coverage. I we'll do. We book off work for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I did it. Did I do that last year? I think you did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I booked off. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we'll have coverage of everything that we care about. Who did we do it last year? Did we do one big show? Yeah, we did. We'll do one big show again this year. Yeah, play. Covering all the conferences and all the new games coming out of E3. So, look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else we got upcoming, Michael? Um, well, we'll probably have them third days of stuff again at some point. We've Woo. kind of delayed it for two months. Ah. I've been busy as hell. I haven't been able to uh, publish anything. Uh, the other guys have been busy as hell. You've been busy as hell. Yeah. So it's been very hard to actually get that sorted out. But hopefully July, hopefully July will be 30 days of stuff. That's new piece of content, article, video, podcast, every single day of the week for the whole of July. Hopefully. Woo. Hopefully. God, I'm tired. <laughs> he is sleepy, bless him. Right, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Do you want to plug away, Michael? Yeah, sure. So you can go and find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Minds, and uh, now you mate, uh, under FowlENT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. You can go follow me personally on Twitter at that Mike Owen. Um, I'm also on Instagram as well. I am also Star-Lord. I forgot to mention this. I am Star-Lord now. Well, he has gone out and brought the costume, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to the surprise of fucking no one. It's so good. Wasn't Birmingham Comic Con today? Uh, no, you're thinking of UK Games Expo, which is all about board games. I thought MCM was on today. No, in fact, I know London. it is. No, MCM was on today in Birmingham. Nope. Trust me. Are you sure? Yeah, no. The, the MCM Birmingham is in March and November. London. Are you sure? Because yeah, I know London's people who the... just posted a picture of Cisco Ramon from Flash. No, it's and definitely... I wouldn't have seen them going to London. It's definitely not today. Trust me, it's not today. I would know. Okay, okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Guttridge. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Dazza the G. Jesus. Old school, Michael. Old school. Old school. Uh, yeah, and join us next for. He might be spied. No, it'll be E3. Yeah, come back in a couple of weeks for uh, all of their E3 coverage. That should be fun. Just as a little tease before we end. Ooh! A little tease. Because um, I want to get you thinking. Mm. There are two movies I've seen this year, and I genuinely can't separate them for which one's going to be the best one. Now, right. Think of what we've seen. Think of what I've seen. Think of what you've seen. It's gonna be Guardians is one of them. Well, obviously. But the other one hasn't dethroned Guardians yet. They are neck and neck. It's gonna be fun at the end of the year. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>